and welcome back to Sounds of the Sanctuary, the third series of the podcast from Red Wings Horse Sanctuary. Welcome back to another series bringing you here into the heart of Red Wings. My name is Jude and I'm your host and I'm going to take you to meet more of our rescued residents as well as hear about some of the latest news from across the sanctuary from the people who make it happen. If you're a returning listener, you will know all about Field Notes, our accompanying episodes which will feature Red Wings experts as well as invited guests as we explore some of the welfare themes that are raised in the podcast in more detail. Hit subscribe on your favourite podcast platforms and you'll never miss an episode. In this week's Sounds of the Century, we are talking all things Happy New Homes and hearing about three ponies who have found homes on the Red Wings Guardianship Scheme in 2023. Rehiming is a vital part of what we do here at Red Wings and we are currently responsible for over 750 horses in guardian homes. These loving homes, where our guardians take on their ponies' everyday love and care, help us maintain capacity in the sanctuary to be able to continue rescuing horses that are desperately in need of our help. Skewboard Cobb Whitney was rehomed to her new home with guardian Sarah in June this year. Her condition now could not be further from that which we found her in in 2015. She was a youngster, found severely underweight with lice, rain scald and suspected salmonella. In photos from her rescue, her bones are prominent despite a thick winter coat. Red Wings field officers like Julie are heroes to horses like Whitney, responding to calls about concerns for their welfare and then coordinating their emergency intake into Red Wings. If these ponies become suitable for rehoming, they are sometimes reunited with our field officers as they help support the series of home checks we carry out for our rehomed horses. Julie invited us along on one of these checks to see how Whitney was doing in her new home. So today I have come out with Julie, who is our senior field officer, and we have come to visit Red Wings Whitney and Red Wings Rusty in their new home. And the reason I've come out with Julie particularly to see Whitney is because Whitney is one of Julie's I'm going to say favourites, even though Julie will say she doesn't have favourites. And Julie remembers her rescue really well. So, Julie, tell us what you remember about the day that we rescued Whitney. Um, The welfare office took a call with concerns about two particular horses down on the site in Ipswich. Um, I went out and had a look, and I was appalled at what I actually found whilst I was there. Um, I then contacted the RSPCA and a Red Wings vet because it was obvious from the onset that these two ponies were suffering and they needed to have immediate veterinary attention. So once the RSPCA and the vet were on site and we were in agreement that they were Section 4 offences, we then mobiled a horse box to come and collect the ponies. And it was very obvious when we got them back to our facilities, to our quarantine centre, that we had arrived there just in time. Whitney was so poor that once she got into the stable and she relaxed, she then went down onto the floor and she struggled to get up. We had to physically help her. Once she was up, we then put Anderson's sling up so we could then help to support her so that she didn't then go down and be down for prolonged periods of time. Yeah, so she was one of the, probably, would it be fair to say she's one of the poorliest horses or an example of some of the poorliest horses that we would be called out to? Yes, most definitely. I genuinely don't think that she would have survived much longer in that environment and she certainly needed the veterinary support and attention immediately. 
And as Whitney's guardian, how does that make you feel hearing hearing that? Absolutely awful. I just can't believe it. I've just seen some photos of her as well. I knew that her score weight-wise was really bad because um, I was told when I went to see her. But I hadn't seen the photos and to see them breaks my heart, absolutely breaks my heart. And I'm just so pleased. It was obviously meant to be. I'd got rusty anyway, but I quite like the idea of a little ridden pony to yeah. rescue. Yeah. And um, thank goodness I did because oh, now she just looks amazing and different. And even though I'm saying it myself and... <laughs> I hope no, she's we would happy. agree, wouldn't we, Julie? We would Most agree. Definitely. So we've come to do her three-month home check today. So she's been with you for three months. And yeah. Julie, describe how it feels now to see her looking how she does. It's just amazing to see her. She's so happy. She's so relaxed. And I think we can say hand on heart, she's most certainly lands on her hooves. Definitely <laughs> has. And you enjoy hacking with her? Oh, gosh, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I said to you, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, but um, she's wonderful for me. We go out together um, all around the fields at the back here through the woodland. She's a bit forward sometimes, but I just love it. I'm yeah. used to that type of pony, but it wouldn't matter what she was like as far as whether she was ploddy or forward, whatever. She and I have hit it off. Absolutely adore her. Wouldn't want her to go anywhere else. And I honestly would recommend doing this to anybody. In fact, I've got some friends that I keep <laughs> saying they should have Red Wings yeah, ponies. So you're slowly going to convince everyone that yeah, they need a little absolutely, Red Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we mustn't neglect little Rusty, who has actually stood here as we're talking. <laughs> We've tucked ourselves into your little shelter out of the wind. Um, so tell us about Rusty and the job he has here with you. Well, Rusty, I got him probably about a year ago now, and we wanted a little companion because my daughter was going to go away um, to work, which she did do for a short time. And so we just had one um, eventer here and I didn't want to leave the eventer on her own. Yeah. So we got, well, I contacted Red Wings and straight away Rusty was available from a different place, different home. Um, and he's just, again, absolutely wonderful, does his job, loves hugs, loves cuddles and is in love with our eventer. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so the perfect companion for, and he's currently, your eventer is currently here on a bit of box rest, so yeah. he's currently just chilling outside, keeping, yeah. her, keeping her comfortable. And he's, it's so. ideal because she's so chill because she can see him all the time. Yeah. So the two of them together are just amazing. She can just put her head over the stable door and have a look and he's there. Yeah. And he just, yeah, he's wonderful. He's 20 now, so... Yeah. fantastic brilliant. yeah brilliant and julie so your job sees you go from seeing horses when they're at their very worst to when they're you know happily in their new homes and everything and you've been doing this for 20 years now as our field officer which you know does does seeing this do does seeing this part does seeing them happy does that make it all worth it most certainly yes although there are a lot of ponies out there where you have to do the annual checks on them it's well worth the extra miles to actually go and see them because it's so rewarding to actually see them out in these homes where they're being loved. And obviously it's a far cry from what they've come from. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you both very much. Thank you. Fast forward to August and we dropped off Red Wing's budgie, a four-year-old cob, to his new home in Norfolk. For Budgie and his new family, it was love at first sight when they met him at the rescue village at the Royal Norfolk Show. 
On drop-off day, there were two very excited young people who'd been waiting very patiently to bring him home. So I couldn't resist an interview. So I am with Isabel and James and we have just dropped Budgie off at your house. Well, not at your house, but your field with your other ponies. So can you tell me where you first met Budgie? Uh, We met him at the Real Norfolk show. Yeah, in the rescue village there. And what did you think, James, when you first met him? Um, Very excited and... He was very lovely. He was very lovely. And you wanted to bring him home, didn't you? Yes. Because he was shortly available to rehome, so your mum put in an application. And can you tell me how you felt when you found out he was going to come live with you? So excited. Amazing. Yeah. And your mum wrote it in a card, didn't you? Yes. Tell me about the moment you opened the card. I cried. You cried. Were you that excited? I was that excited, yeah. yeah. And you were very very grateful for your mum and dad, weren't you? Yes, For for having another pony. So... Tell me, so we've obviously we've got Budgie over here and yeah. then to the left of him in the field next door oh, yeah. are his new neighbours. So tell me who are his new neighbours. So we have Mickey, yeah. Hattie, Charlie and Tilly. And Mickey is a cob, much yes. like Budgie, isn't yes, he? So he they're is. both black. You were saying that's quite something you noticed something about their socks, didn't uh, you? Yeah, Budgie has three black socks and one white sock, but Mickey has three white socks and one black sock. So it's almost like they were meant to be together, yes, isn't yes. it? Yeah. And then the other three ponies are Shetland ponies, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about them. Are they cheeky? So oh, very cheeky. Tilly is, of course, she's the, well, she's the boss. She's the boss, yeah. She's the boss. And she is currently making herself known to yeah. Buddy and saying hi, yeah. And Hattie is, she's the old horse in our whole field. But she is one of the lovely Shetlands yeah. I've ever met. 16 years old. And your mum said she can be everybody's mum. She can be yeah. She can be of, if you touch Mickey, I will talk to you. <laughs> and so then she we protects got, them all, yeah. yeah. Then we've got Charlie, who's the youngest of our whole field. Yeah. And Obviously, he's, trust, he's the uh, cheekiest. He's the cheekiest. Yes. Oh, for yes. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you looking forward to doing with Budgie? Uh, uh, ride and drive. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to do some training with him. Yes. He's an unbacked project, isn't he? Yes. So you're going to train him. Yes. And so what, do you think you'll do some hacking? Yes. Or, yeah? Yes, I'll, I'll probably be, do a bit of pole work with yeah. him. Maybe some it's all be mainly riding, yeah. Mickey, yeah. so, Cinti. Yeah, so maybe, some, maybe you'll do a bit of dressage. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Maybe some jumping. Yeah. But I don't know if he's going to be a cross-country horse, but... <laughs> We can try. You can try, you certainly can. Um, And you said you may come back to the Royal Norfolk show next year. Yes, with him. With Mickey. And And maybe we'll see you in the rescue class again. Because Budgie went in the rescue class this year and came fifth. So you've got something to work towards for next year, haven't you? Yes, definitely. Hopefully we can get at least fourth. I I think that's a very good goal to have. And we must also mention the three other residents oh, of your yeah. lovely field oh, oh, yeah. who are snacking behind us tell me who's over here so, so we have the goats yeah oyo patch and, and badger. badger badger and we don't think the budgie's ever seen goats before but no. can you describe what he's does he seem very bothered no, no not really <laughs> not so really. he's eating isn't he they're yeah. all happily munching and what about the moment he got put in the field oh it's very he was very, very chill, calm yeah. yeah he was very yeah. calm um i think the horses the shetlands were mostly like who was this horse and yeah, I think they're enjoying having a new friend. They're having a new neighbour. Yeah. And goats. And goats. <laughs> well, what a life for Budgie. And we look forward to hearing 
what you get up with here. Are you happy to keep us keep us in the loop with what you get yes, up with here? Yes, yes, definitely. Fabulous. Well, thank you ever so much, and we wish you all the fun and horsey happiness with Budgie in his new home. Yeah. And last, but certainly not least, a star from last series, Red Wings Audrey. If you listened to our We Love Cobs episode last series, you would have heard us talk about Audrey, a very special cob and regular patient of the horse hospital. And here's a quick reminder from that interview of what made Audrey so special. I mean, I don't know if I can sum up why Audrey is so special in just a few words but Audrey is probably one of our well I think she actually definitely is our longest um, resident member of the vet unit here at Red Wings and so obviously she's been been in vet care for a long time with us so we've all got to know her really well and she's just been a, a super little character to have in vet care she's no trouble she's very well behaved she's a very easygoing girl She's been very good for us to do all of her veterinary treatments with, despite having a couple of little issues along the way, like a needle phobia and um, a few other problems. But yeah, she's just been a really good patient to deal with. So she suffers from canker, so it's like a long-term condition. Um, She had it really bad and the vets were amazing and she did have some surgeries on it. So she has been through the mill, which I think is another reason why we're her biggest fans because we know what she's had to put up with and deal with but who'd have thought when we recorded that episode that audrey would then feature as a star of a rehoming special but in february this year we were contacted by lucy who was looking for a non-ridden companion lucy was able to offer a very particular sort of home perfect for audrey's needs so on audrey's leaving day a team from across red wings came together to wave her off wish her well and get one last kiss on her fluffy nose. Nursing manager Lou, who you heard from there, even packed a small suitcase of all of Audrey's favourite things. I caught up with vet Sarah again to reflect just how far our special girl had come. We are down at our rehoming centre here at Hapton HQ, and we've just seen Audrey leave to go to her new home, which, once upon a time, Sarah, I don't think anyone would have seen that coming, would they? You said in the last series she needed an awful lot of care from the team in the vet unit but how do you feel today to know she's going off to a home so yeah it's quite emotional really for Audrey we're obviously all really excited for her that she's you know do, done so well with all of her veterinary care and really turned a corner with her feet that she's actually able to be rehomed now so we're really excited that she's she's a horse that really loves a bit of one-to-one attention and being groomed and made a fuss of and obviously they do get that here in the sanctuary but not probably quite as much as an individual owner can offer yeah. every horse. So I think Audrey will absolutely love being in a home and having lots of attention and being made a fuss of and sort of even more special to someone out there than she is to all of us here in the sanctuary. But at the same time, because she's had so much vet care and been such a sort of constant resident in the hospital, it will be really hard to not have Audrey in Audrey's stable and not walk past her on her little paddock every day and... Just think, oh, pop and give Audrey yeah. my apple at lunchtime. Or... Well, it was quite funny because I was talking about Audrey to a colleague who hasn't worked here that long. And I was like, once upon a time, there was Audrey's paddock. She just lived in the same paddock in the vet unit, didn't she? One of yeah. your special care paddocks. And we kind of thought that was just, you know, that was going to be Audrey forever. And she was quite happy there, wasn't she? Oh, very much so. She had, you know, friends just the other side of the yeah. fence. And... and super sociable with everyone that walked past and everything. So 
when I got the phone call from our rehoming team saying, you know, we'd really like to rehome, that was not a call I thought perhaps we'd ever get. So no, um, absolutely not a call I thought yeah. that we'd get. But and I think it's it's important to stress it's um, a very specific home with really particular facilities and and a particular person that's able to offer Audrey the care that she needs that's yeah. allowed her to be able to go as well. But yeah, she, you know, she had such a lot of care for such a long time and everyone was so used to seeing her every day. I think maybe we'll have to get a plaque for her, <laughs> her paddock and, and actually name it yeah. officially as Audrey's it's paddock. Because that's what we all refer to. Where yeah. Tony goes in there, I think if you said to someone, oh, they're in Audrey's paddock, they would know exactly, exactly. where you meant. Yeah. yeah. And you wrote her vet report, didn't you? I so did. you had to write everything that you've sort of done for her in yeah. that time. The longest vet report you've written for a, for a guardian place? Yes, yes, I think so. So um, obviously all of her who care required quite a lot of detail and was a, a long um, a long story to update the guardian on. Um, she's also had a couple of other really mild health issues. So it was a few bits to mention on that. And obviously I think we talked in the last podcast about um, her needle shyness and how she'd had a lot of behaviour training from our specialists here at the sanctuary as well. So there were lots of things that we needed to hand over to the Guardian just to make sure that Audrey gets all of the care going forwards that she would have still got if she was staying here. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, everything is in place for her when she's at her new home. Yeah. But Lucy, who from our rehoming team, mentioned how impressed the Guardian was that, you know, she got all that information. We were super upfront with everything she needed. And like you say, her new guardian is a vet nurse herself, so yeah. more than equipped to take on a pony that just needs a little extra TLC, perhaps from some of our other ponies, and give her a home that she's going to be really loved and cherished, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, we've already said once Audrey's settled, we're all going to camp. We're all going to camp off to her <laughs> new home to go and see her. Yeah. yeah. Thank you ever so much, Sarah. No worries. For those wondering how Audrey is getting on in her new home. I thought you would like to hear this email sent by her guardian, Lucy. Audrey is lovely. I have been involved with many horses over the years and I have to say she is one of the easiest ponies I've ever dealt with. I feel she is really settled now. She goes out every day with Fleur, my other mare, and they come in of an evening. If the weather is too wet or horrid, then they both stay in the all-weather turnout paddock. She is always so happy to come in and is so easy to catch. Fleur is in ridden work so we do leave Audrey for short periods of time, and I think this has been one of the reasons that she's formed a special relationship with my Alaskan Malamute, Elsie. Audrey gets a special upgrade when I take Fleur out, which normally means she goes into the garden, which she loves. Her and Elsie are very content together. Audrey is exceptionally patient and gentle with Elsie, even when Elsie is trying to help herself to her breakfast. I think that shows her lovely nature. Although Audrey has taken to itching on the bird table, so we're currently horse-proofing the garden and then she can go back out there. She does a wonderful job of keeping Fleur company. Fleur can be quite stressy and had previously paced up and down a lot at our previous yards. All of that has now stopped, and recently I've caught her and Audrey grooming. They're often standing up sleeping next to each other as well. She has been brilliant to do all her treatment to her feet and no problem with the vet. I think that's a real testament to all the staff at Red Wings for making her association with humans so positive. She always knows when I have a biscuit to hand. Audrey has been a great addition to our family and does such an important job of keeping Fleur company. Her independent nature means I can also keep Fleur in work without either of them getting upset. We feel really lucky to have her and she was exactly as described by the rehoming team. 
And that brings us to the end of a bumper episode of Happy Ponies and Happy People. Horses like Whitney and Audrey stick in our mind because of their phenomenal journey from rescue to rehoming. But every horse in a guardian home is incredibly special to us and we love to hear how they get on in their new homes. Field Notes this week sees me chatting to saddle fitter Poppy Webber. Our ridden rehomed horses like Whitney and unbacked projects like Budgie will all see a saddle fitter throughout their ridden lives to ensure they are comfortable. Poppy sat down to talk more about what she sees are the links between saddle fit and welfare and conversations she has had in her role to help make sure that equine welfare is always paramount. As always, hit subscribe and you'll be notified as soon as it goes live. To find out more about the Red Wings Guardianship Scheme, please visit our website, redwings.org.uk. Thank you.